Welcome to The Thing About Health Coaching, the first ever podcast from Your Coach Health, where we discuss advancements in health and wellness coaching, trends to watch, and the growing body of research. This episode was generated from conversations that occurred at our Global Health and Wellbeing Coaching Symposium in November of 2020, with a focus on how coaches shape happy and healthy humans. Please note that the industry is rapidly changing, so some of the information discussed may be outdated. For the latest compendium of research, be sure to follow along with us and check out our latest health coaching report. We enjoy bringing you each and every episode, and it would mean a lot if you could rate this podcast in your favorite player. And of course, hit that bell to be notified of future episodes. and welcome to the first virtual health and well-being coaching symposium. I am Marina Borkovich. I am the founder and CEO of Your Coach Health. We are a practice management solution for health and wellness coaches, and we're so excited to bring you this event. We're excited to host it for our coaching community. Um, yeah, and it started out as a crazy idea in the middle of the night for, you know, a half hour webinar of, some, of one of the topics for the next two days. And next thing you know, we're putting on, even though we're not an event company, we're putting on a two day event to educate coaches, uh, health and wellness professionals around the world on this topic. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we are obviously a husband and wife team, and we could not be more excited to introduce you to another dy dynamic duo. I shouldn't say another just a dynamic duo um, <laughs> to Dean and Ann Ornish. Uh, Dr. Ornish is the founder and president of the Preventive Medicine Research Institute, and Ann is the vice president of program development at the Institute. They're also best-selling authors of Undo It. It's the How Simple Lifestyle Changes Can Reverse Most Chronic Diseases. I have my bookmark copy here, so I think everybody should have a copy because it's absolutely incredible. So um, I'll take it over to you. Thank you. I no, probably actually, if you don't mind, I have mm -hmm. ugh, I have yeah. an embarrassing story to tell. Yep. Can I? Okay. Well, that's <laughs> right. And and then um, instead of turning it over to us, just you know, ask us the first question. Probably the best thing, so we can make sure we we uh, <laughs> we stay on track. Sure, absolutely. So let me tell my embarrassing story first, and then yeah. I will ask the the embarrassing. I will ask the question. Um, so Dean and I actually met uh, about two years ago at the Startup Health Festival, and it was probably a lot more memorable for me than it was for him. He did an amazing keynote, step off the stage, and you know I was just really excited to meet him and just hearing so much and just being in this field and having seen the father of lifestyle medicine. It was a big moment. Then when we were putting together this symposium, we knew that we wanted to have both of you on here. You know, it, it was a must. So. We had a conversation, Dean and I, and I had a fangirl moment. I completely forgot <laughs> everything that I wanted to say. <laughs> it was the most embarrassing thing. She was I, flustered. I was so flustered. I was not put together at all. I just missed, you know, you know, I just missed kind of what I'm doing now. I missed half of what I wanted to say. So, Anne, I guess my question is to you. Does this happen a lot when people meet both of you, when they meet your husbands? Especially <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's funny. He always says, you know, the people that um, for a long time, it was sort of the Medicare population um, because we, he worked so hard for 16 years to get our program reimbursed by Medicare. So when we're, let's say, walking through an airport or what have you, 
um, it's so rewarding to have people at um, a phase of their life where it's typically declining and they're actually living their best life and they come up, especially when we have our kids with us and the stories of, oh my gosh, you, you saved my life, you uh, transformed my life or that of my father or my mother, my grandparent, what have you. It's that that population, um, and Dino says like they're, they're his biggest fans <laughs> because, um, <laughs> but now it's getting younger and younger. And in some ways yeah. it's because um, people are getting diseased, unfortunately, a lot younger. Um, but also because people are making these kinds of lifestyle changes and choices um, for uh, reasons to enhance their life before it becomes necessary to get a life-threatening diagnosis and to need to reverse it, which is what our Undo It book um, really promotes, the ability that these lifestyle changes can actually reverse disease. Um, But yes, it is... um, uh, There are moments that make it the most so, so meaningful for us because we especially in the last year, are all working sort of in isolation. So to, I actually kind of miss walking through an airport or on the sidewalk and, and having someone come up and share a story of transformation. And, <laughs> so and, I'm glad that my embarrassing moment was meaningful. So and, and, and Dina, I got a question for you actually on the same topic, because we've been doing this for about 10, 11 months. Uh, well, we've been doing this for 23 years. Your coach health working okay. together. <laughs> yes, we've raised two beautiful girls. Uh, any any pointers for for me? <laughs> pointers in what way? About what? We're working together. Oh, I see. Well, I love working with Anne. Uh, we've worked together for over twenty years now, and um, we were best friends for you know eight years before we you know became romantic. And it's a wonderful thing to be able to co-create something. And we're in the, kind of the yin and the yang, and the left and the right brains. And you know, she has an amazing left brain, and I I uh, have a pretty well developed right brain, but. <laughs> Together, we're, we're, it's one plus one equals 10. And so, and it's nice, you know, to be able to share so much together. I'm sure you're finding the same thing because yep. it's really what makes life so meaningful is the, what, what, the kind of work that you're able to accomplish together, both at home as well as in the, in the world in general. So we feel blessed every day. Now, it can get a little sticky sometimes, of course, when you feel like, you know, you, you need some space, but we've learned to recognize that in each other and, and not uh, bring it into the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and in, in the very beginning, uh, you know, three in, morning, three in the morning conversations as we're going through the startup. So it's, and you know, as we're working with health coaches, it's that life work balance and just balancing things holistically is super important. Uh, yeah. Well, I would, I would like to ask about the dynamic of writing the book together. How was that experience? And if you can tell us a little bit more about the book for those that haven't read it yet. Maybe. And what is lifestyle medicine, right? Are you the father of it, Dean? And just there for our viewers. Well, why don't you start about writing the book together and I'll talk about lifestyle medicine. Well, it was interesting because um, for uh, whatever reason, I'm not sure quite sure what we started with the love more chapter, <laughs> even though it's, I guess the um, sixth chapter in the book, maybe the seventh chapter. And um, we always joke that it was <laughs> kind of our, our most kind of in some ways dynamic, if not contentious um, <laughs> chapters. Um, just because it was the chapter um, that established how we were going to co-write it. And so initially uh, our editor wanted it to just sort of be one voice where it was indistinguishable. And we realized quite um, quickly that the best way was to play to each of our strengths 
and for Dean to um, address sort of the scientific validation part of each chapter. And then I would do the sort of personal call to action and the how-to steps. And that really reflects the roles that we play on a daily basis in our institute, um, developing the product that's more user-oriented and Dean conducting the ongoing um, scientific validation. Yeah, and, and as you know, the, um, we, we each have our own voices. And so by trying to mush them together, neither one of us really was happy with how it sounded, but by saying, okay, let's keep our own voices and make it distinctive and make it clear to the reader who's speaking, then uh, the love more chapter became a love more chapter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Awesome. And the reader can always tell what's authentic, right? Whenever you speak, whenever you write something, right? It, it always shines through. So putting something together that just wasn't authentic to you, Exactly. I can see how that would work. The authenticity is really all about trust, and trust is really about healing. But lifestyle medicine, <clears throat> excuse me, lifestyle medicine is a field that uses lifestyle changes not only to help prevent disease, which we all know, but to treat and often even reverse it. And I think our unique contribution has been to use these very high-tech, expensive, state-of-the-art scientific measures to prove how powerful these very simple and low-tech and low-cost interventions can be. You know, we often think it has to be a new drug, a new laser, something really high-tech and expensive to be powerful. And I think our contribution in the last 43 years of doing these studies is to show how powerful these changes can be and how quickly we can measure improvements in ways that really matter most to people. Um, we were able to, you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, in the book, um, the Undo It book that you held up a few minutes ago, uh, Anne and I put forth this new unifying theory, which is that, you know, I was thinking like, well, you know, with all this talk about personalized medicine, we found it was these same lifestyle changes over the last four decades that could reverse a wide variety of chronic diseases. You know, the, the changes are basically a whole foods plant-based diet that's low in fat and sugar, moderate exercise, you know, walking half an hour a day, some strength training, uh, meditation and yoga-based stress management techniques and, you know, social support, love more, or to reduce it to its essence to eat well, move more, stress less, love more. And the more diseases we study and the more biological mechanisms we look at, the more evidence we have to show how powerful these changes are and how quickly people can feel better and in ways that they really are better. <clears throat> and so the reason is, is that these, you know, I was trained like all doctors to view heart disease and type two diabetes and early stage prostate cancer and high blood pressure and so on as being different diseases, different diagnoses and different treatments. But what I realized is that they really are the same disease in many ways, they're more alike than they are different, manifesting and masquerading in different forms because they all share the same underlying biological mechanisms, things like chronic inflammation, oxidative stress, changes in the microbiome and telomeres and gene expression and angiogenesis and apoptosis and so on. And each one of these in turn <clears throat> is directly influenced by what we eat, how we respond to stress, how much exercise and how much love and support we give. And that's why you often find that the same patient will often have what are called, as you know, comorbidities. They'll have high blood pressure and high cholesterol and be overweight and have heart disease and have type two diabetes. And so you don't have to have one, it radically simplifies the program because you don't have to have one set of lifestyle changes for reversing heart disease or preventing it or type two diabetes, whatever. It's really for the same for all of them. And then in the subsequent studies, we found these same lifestyle changes could not only reverse heart disease, type two diabetes, but also <clears throat> we did the first randomized trial showing you can reverse slow stop and reverse the progression of men with early stage prostate cancer. What's true for prostate cancer will likely be true for early stage breast cancer. We did a study with Craig Venter, who was the first to decode the human genome showing that 
over 500 genes were changed. I'm sure many health coaches hear their, their clients say, oh, you know, I've just got bad genes. There's nothing I can do about it. Well, actually there is. In fact, even I've been working with Bill Clinton since he was president in 1993. And when his bypasses clogged up 12 years ago, his, one of his cardiologists held a press conference and said, oh, it was all in his genes, his diet and lifestyle, nothing to do with it. And because I've been working with him for so long, I knew it had everything to do with it. So I called him up and I said, look, you know, if, if it were all in your genes, you'd be a victim. You'd, and you're not a victim. You're one of the most powerful guys on the planet. Not to blame you, but to empower you. Because if, if it's in your genes, what can you do? <clears throat> and I explained to him that, you know, you can actually turn on the good genes and turn off the bad genes by making these same lifestyle changes. And so, and he's talked about this publicly. And so he's been doing this now for over 12 years as heart disease is getting better and so on. And so I think it's very empowering for people to know how quickly you can get better by making these changes. And then we finally, we did a study with Dr. Elizabeth Blackburn who got the Nobel prize for discovering telomeres, the ends of our chromosomes that regulate how long we live. And it, she had shown in earlier studies that when you have a unhealthy lifestyle choices, when you see people who smoke or eat junk food or are sedentary, their telomeres get shorter faster. And I said to her, you know, if bad things make them shorter, maybe good things make them longer. And we published the first paper in the Lancet Oncology showing that these same lifestyle changes could in, within just three months increase telomerase, the enzyme that repairs and lengthens telomeres by 30%, which we published in the Lancet. And then uh, after five years, we found that they actually got longer and when the Lancet editors published this, they called it reversing aging at a cellular level. And so again, what, what the health coaches can do is so powerful by helping people really use the experience of suffering as a doorway for transforming their lives in ways that are so meaningful and so powerful. And, and maybe, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of serendipity. I believe in it, but I also believe that serendipity is driven by science. And you talk quite a lot about, you know, um, clinical trials. We, uh, as your coach, we published in February a health coaching report, and we actually looked at probably 200 plus uh, clinical trials that involve health coaching. Um, I know you're doing quite a lot of stuff in Alzheimer's. I mean, I personally check, uh, you know, Ornish.com pretty regularly to check up on it. So curious to see where do you see, I mean, you talked already about clinical trials, but maybe I'll expand on it a little bit more and the value of health coaches in that. Yeah, my favorite uh, quote about serendipity is from Pasteur who said, uh, chance favors the prepared mind, you know? And so your minds were prepared and uh, at just the right time. So we're now in the midst of the first randomized trial to see if these same lifestyle changes uh, can reverse the progression of early stage Alzheimer's. My mom died of Alzheimer's. I have one of the genes for it. So I have a, a personal interest in it. And I think we're at a place with Alzheimer's that's very reminiscent of where we were with heart disease 40 years ago. In other words, the same biological mechanisms are in play. The less intensive lifestyle interventions may help prevent it or slow it down. But you know, we found that to get reversal, it, it's the pound of cure as opposed to the ounce of prevention. The reason we were the first to prove we could reverse all these different conditions is it's hard. You know, it takes a lot to reverse something. I, I, I love that uh, John F. Kennedy moonshot speech where he said, we're going to the moon, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. I think they showed that at the startup health meeting where we met. Yeah. And I love that. And, and it is hard, but it's worth it, you know? And, and uh, so we're in the midst of doing that study. If anyone's interested, particularly if you live in the Bay Area, although we may also be doing this virtually at, uh, in Boston and uh, uh, at the Cleveland Clinic uh, Brain Health Center in, in Las Vegas, um, that, uh, you know, go to Ornish.com. There's information. It's all done for free to anyone. If you're eligible, you know, early Alzheimer's, we'd, we'd love to know about it. But I'm hopeful we can show that because there have been over 400 drug trials uh, 
And all of them have failed to see if they could stop or reverse the progression of Alzheimer's. They spend billions of dollars. So it's too early to say anything, but if, and it's still a big if, we were able to show that, then it potentially could give millions of people new hope and new choices, particularly because nothing else works, you know, at least with heart disease and diabetes or drugs or surgical things that at least have some benefit, but nothing has really worked for Alzheimer's. And yet it's the area that people are the most concerned about as they get older, because when you lose your memories, you lose everything. And it's only been on the rise. I think it's worth just tying it back to the, the health coaches that, so our intervention works with a six person team. There's a doctor, a nurse, an exercise physiologist, a dietitian, a yoga teacher, um, and a, and a um, group support specialist. And so that team actually serves really as a uh, health coach team. And so whether they're onboarding and we're figuring out what their personalized needs are, although the intervention is the same, they need that personalized touch. And then as they go through the program, it's a much more intensive um, coaching that is through um, classes where they're practicing an hour of the stress management within their cohort, an hour of the fitness with their cohort, the group support is another hour, and then they have a over a shared meal and we're providing the meals for all the participants and their partners, so it's 21 meals a, a week times two. Um, that then during that portion, there's a didactic course so that they can attain that sort of health literacy. They can understand how powerful these choices are and how to do it. So what is so exciting for me uh, in talking with you all is that that's just pretty much a nine week um, segment of their life, right? It's like this kind of transformative boot camp moment. Yeah, twice, but, twice a week for nine weeks for four hours at a time. Uh, but what the real opportunity is, is to continue to be a trusted field guide, providing that kind of guidance and support as a, as a health coach for the rest of their lives. It's not like they no longer need that support. There's a lot of peer support within their, um, their cohort, if you will, went through the program. But really the, the role of those health coaches is something that we're very interested in now that we've worked so hard to get that nine week transformative um, program reimbursed by so many payers, Medicare, Aetna, et cetera. But now that we can on a global scale, we can offer that ongoing support, which is what people are really needing and what we're so excited about what you all are up to. And recently Medicare announced that they would cover our program for reversing heart disease, not only in the bricks and mortar world, which they've been doing now for about 10 years, but also in the uh, virtual space. And we had to virtualize our Alzheimer's intervention back in February because of coronavirus. And we found it worked amazingly well. And so now we can apply that same model and which will make it so much more cost effective. So we can have a team of people, it doesn't matter where they're located, who can beam in as needed for, to a doctor's office or to people's homes or whatever. So I think that, you know, even once there is a virus, I mean, a, a vaccine for the coronavirus, I don't think we're ever gonna go back to the way that things were before because we're learning how much more efficient and, and how many more people we can help at lower cost by doing it virtually as well as in the bricks and mortar world. You are very prescient. <laughs> Absolutely. We see, yeah, we see such a rise. I mean, obviously we have a virtual platform and a lot of coaches are practicing on it. And I love what you were saying about that it takes a team. It takes a team of six in your case. And we find that in the person's journey to their health and well-being, their needs ebb and flow. And what they need today may be a little different than what they need tomorrow. And we strongly believe in this idea of co-coaching, you know, of coaches coming from different specialties and different niche and what they specialize in. 
and they can help their clients together. I mean, in your case, it's patients and our case is clients. It's, you know, but it's people who just want to be happy humans who just want to be just better versions of themselves. I mean, I completely and agree. And, and the other part of that is that I think the real epidemic isn't just heart disease and diabetes and so on. It's loneliness and depression and isolation with the breakdown of the social networks that used to give people that sense of connection and community. I wrote a book back in 1998 called Love and Survival that reviewed at that time what were hundreds and now literally tens of thousands of studies showing that people who are lonely and depressed are three to 10 times more likely to get sick and die prematurely when compared to those who have a sense of love and connection and community. And even with the coronavirus, there was a study that was done by Sheldon Cohen. I don't know how he got this through the Human Studies Committee where they actually dripped rhinovirus and a less lethal form of the coronavirus into volunteers' noses. <clears throat> All of them got infected, but not everybody who got infected developed the signs and symptoms of a cold. And they found that those who had four or more visits, uh, either a phone call or a visit from a friend over a two week period compared to those who had two or fewer, were over four times less likely to get sick than those who had two or fewer, even though everyone was infected, but not everyone who was infected got sick. So one of the great roles that health coaches can play is that to the degree you're not just a, a source of information for people, but rather you're able to say, hey, I care about you, you're, you know, you're, you mean something to me, you know, our, our relationship matters to me. Once people feel that they, you really love and care for them, love is one of those words we don't use in medicine very often, that, that you, you care for them, that you, you know, you, it's a meaningful thing, then they're much more likely to make and maintain lifestyle choices that are life enhancing than ones that are self-destructive because otherwise they use those behaviors. And they, they say things like, I've got 20 friends in this pack of cigarettes and nobody else is there for no. me. You know? or food fills that void, or alcohol, or opioids, or video games numb, me, numb the pain, you know? And I think meaning is an important thing that uh, Anne has written very eloquently about in our Undo It book. Maybe you can just talk for a moment about how important that is as well, and, that, and the role health coaches can play in helping people uh, experience and find that. So one of the, the biggest misconceptions, um, which I'm sure you all have experienced, um, in similar ways is that, um, of course, you know, eating and living this way um, is, is going to allow people to reach their health goals, but really are people going to do this? It's so much easier to just take a, a pill. And, um, and really what uh, we've, we're so uh, inspired by on a, on a daily basis, on a personal basis is, um, you know, people come to us usually when they're trying to reverse a disease with our program that's reimbursed because they have some life-threatening diagnosis. So they have this real high mo motivation because they're, they're scared of losing their life. Um, but that really only lasts for a couple of months. And that's when people typically go back to those same kind of adaptive behaviors. Um, but what we're experiencing, because we ask people to make bigger um, changes than typically are asked. Um, it's so transformative and people feel so much better so quickly that first of all, they have a direct experience where they're able to connect the dots of, you know, making these choices really is in short of like one week, they start to feel so much better that it becomes this, you know, self-fulfilling um, prophecy of, of, of direct experience. And so I often ask people, which I think is so relevant to your health coaches, is for them to find the, the deeper um, motivation within them by asking themselves, why do I want to live longer? Why do I want to live better? 
because it's not, once you've kind of cleared that, um, you know, I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna be readmitted to the hospital moment. Once they feel a little bit better, what's gonna help them, encourage them, inspire them to continue making healthier choices? And it's because they've identified, you know, especially the people that they love, will often do things for the, you know, our partners, our children, our parents, the people that are depending on us, the people who inspire us because we love what we do together. Um, it's just, you know, the activities that um, we work hard so that at night we can do these things, on the weekend we can do these things, whatever it, it is for each of us to really identify what those things are so that when we yeah. have, it's, it's, it's more meaningful. If it's meaningful, then it's sustainable. The Thing About Health Coaching is brought to you by Your Coach Health, the only operating system for behavior change powered by health coaches. We help a growing roster of industry partners stand up or augment their health coaching operations with the largest supply of validated health coaches and proprietary technology for seamless integration. We are the premier virtual home for health and wellness coaching, an ecosystem built to empower health coaches while expanding access to their services through our industry partnerships. To find out more, head over to yourcoach.health or yourcoachhealth on all the socials. Join us on the health coaching revolution as we strive to deliver the power of health coaching to the eight and a half billion global population by 2030. And that's what coaches are really good at. They're really good at empathy and identifying those moments and just being in their client's corner, right? So there's that at least one person who is there for them and who is there to help them reach their goals. Exactly. And just, you know, just knowing that somebody cares about you is incredibly meaningful. And Absolutely. as Anne said, if it's meaningful, then you're much more likely to make lifestyle choices that are life enhancing than ones that are self-destructive. Yeah, it's a world of difference. What a wonderful message to our coaches. I know, I love it. Um, so I was going to ask you if there is a message to our coaches, but that kind of sounds like that may be it. Yeah, the, the why question, right? Um, there's sort of the, the what and the how, which is kind of what is the foundation, but really what the engine is that makes it sustainable is the why. Yeah, have to exactly. find your why. I always say that, right? I mean, you do. Yeah, talk about spirit. <laughs> Kindred spirits. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been so wonderful to talk to both of you today. This is so much more wonderful than I ever thought it could be. Um, thank you so much for kicking off our two-day event, and I hope you stick around, and I hope you listen to some of the incredible panels that and, we have. And we have hope as a husband and wife pair to continue working together, so. In 2020, <laughs> we have hope. And working together. <laughs> for what it's worth, it only gets better. That's my experience. Excellent. It only gets better. I love, love it. it. Words to live by. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye -bye. <laughs>